Hello team, welcome to the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. The podcast that teaches you how to build a strong, healthy, happy body with an anti-diet culture and mental health approach. I'm Liz Campbell, owner and trainer at M12 Fitness. Let's get on with today's episode so you can start building a strong, healthy, happy body. Today we are talking about vitamins and minerals for active bodies. Katie Keller from the Nutrition Room here in Calgary is joining me once again. Hi, Katie. Hi, Liz. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for joining me. So before we kind of dive into uh, basically like vitamins and minerals for active bodies, tell us a bit about the Nutrition Room. We are a dietitian-run private practice. I run it with my business partner, Jen, who's still on maternity leave with her beautiful little baby. And we are all about intuitive eating. So we help people repair their relationship with food. And we specifically help people with diabetes or heart disease. So basically we are anti-diet. We say no to diets, no to restriction, no to anything that doesn't feel good in your life or in your body. And we help people realize that you can actually live with diabetes or, you know, a chronic condition like heart disease while still having complete food freedom. Awesome. I love that. And that's kind of one reason our businesses get along so well. It's because we both feel that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It only causes more strain and stress if you're thinking about exercise as punishment or homework and not doing it for, you know, the internal motivation that you have. And the same goes for food. So I agree. I think we're always on the same page, which is why we love working with you. Oh, awesome. Good, good. All right. So let's dive into the whole vitamins and minerals um, aspect that we are going to talk about today. Before we get to kind of more so the active body side, let's just dumb it right down. What exactly are vitamins and minerals? Yeah, I know, right? It's like this thing that people always tell you you need, but do you really actually sit down and think, what are they? They're just micronutrients. So in our diet, we have macronutrients, which are sort of like the bigger nutrients, like carbs, protein, and fat. And then we have our micronutrients, which are broken down into vitamins and minerals. And we need them. We need them for normal bodily functions. And we can't actually make vitamins and minerals. So we have to get them from the foods that we eat. And they're actually different from each other. So vitamins and minerals are not the same thing, why they have two different names. Um, but vitamins are considered organic substances and they can be either water soluble or fat soluble. And so our fat soluble vitamins are vitamins A, E, D, and K. And they're fat soluble, just like what they sound like they dissolve in fat. So we actually require fat to absorb, transport, and use those types of vitamins. And they can accumulate in the body within the fat cells. Um, and then we have water soluble vitamins, which is our vitamin C and our B complex. So B vitamins are broken down into a whole bunch of other little vitamins, but to prevent people from falling asleep right now and feeling like they're sitting through a biochemistry class, I will just <laughs> lump it into a, a B complex. Um, and these ones dissolve in water. So they have to be dissolved in water in order for us to absorb them into our body. And we don't store them actually. So if you get more than what your body needs, you basically just pee it out. And then minerals, on the other hand, these are actually inorganic elements, inorganic substances. Um, and so we find them in soil and in water and they get absorbed by plants or eaten by animals. And then we eat those things, which is how we get those, those minerals. 
Um, and there's so many different ones. I'm not going to list off all of them, but I mean, a mineral is, you know, we often hear about calcium and sodium and potassium. So those are all minerals. I didn't realize our bodies don't make vitamins. Yeah. So with the exception of one vitamin, vitamin D, right? We can make vitamin D and then, you know, vitamin K, we can't make from nothing, but you know, you can get a shot of vitamin K and start to sort of proliferate that in the gut. But, um, but yeah, we have to, we have to eat vitamins and minerals in order to maintain an adequate supply so that our bodies can function optimally. Okay. Well, that, that kind of leads me into my next question perfectly. So why is it important to get our recommended daily allowance of vitamins and minerals? Is it because we don't make them ourselves? Yeah, exactly. So the, the RDA, it's basically a guide. So research has been done to come up with these numbers and, and, you know, researchers have studied how much of these vitamins and minerals do we need for normal functioning, normal development, normal immunity, everything that our body does, how much is too much and how much is too little. And so the RDA basically is that guideline and, you know, you have to keep in, in, to consideration, these are general guidelines, you know, they do make them specific for age and gender. So for, for each of those categories for optimal health, it doesn't take into consideration illness or, or any pre-existing genetic condition or things like that. So I always, always emphasize it's a guideline. And so, because we're here talking about athletes, right, you, you might have to think about some of them differently, but they are there to give us a general idea of, well, if you're aiming for this and, you know, all other things considered, you're probably getting enough to maintain regular, normal bodily functions and to optimize your health. Okay. So kind of touching on the whole active bodies thing, what vitamins and minerals are important for active bodies? All of them. <laughs> yeah. As we just said, no, I mean, they are because like we need them for all of our body's functions, but really micronutrients are crucial for athletes because they're important for a variety of different activities, like turning food into energy, for example, which is critical if you're, if you're exercising, especially a lot, you know, thinking about them can help with endurance you need them to repair muscles to make sure you have strong bones. So just so many things. So ultimately we do have to think about quite a few of them because, and, and making sure that you are getting enough of each and every one, because they will affect your performance other than need, than needing to ensure you're getting an adequate amount of like all the vitamins and minerals. There's some micronutrients that athletes may want to consider for certain purposes. So for example, um, if you're an athlete and you want to focus on performance enhancement, for example, then maybe you want to think more about like vitamin B12 and iron because those two um, micronutrients play an important role in energy production and transport of oxygen through the blood, um, which is obviously essential for muscles, right? Mm -hmm. um, you might also, if you, you know, say you're an athlete and you're focusing on increasing energy production, so you need more energy, maybe you're like going for spurts and you need more energy for that. Then you might want to focus on certain specific B vitamins like thiamine and vitamin B6, because each of those help in the role of breaking down our macronutrients. So those bigger nutrients I was mentioning before, like carbohydrate, for example, um, so that you can, you know, break it down and use that as energy to sort of fuel your activity um, or optimize your activity. And then there's some obvious ones, most people, cause you know, you see the sports drinks commercials and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. those are, you know, 
consider sodium and chloride, which are often nutrients that athletes need to think about because if you're sweating a lot, you're probably losing some electrolytes and, you know, they are essential. So they need to be replaced. This kind of ties into my next question of, is there a vitamin or mineral that active people are usually missing? It's a really good question, Liz. To an extent, this question depends on the individual, right? Everyone's an individual. And so it depends on, you know, who they are, what their history is. Um, Probably what is their athletic activity they're actually doing. Like and someone who's lifting weights may not lose as much electrolytes as someone who's running all the time. Yeah, it totally depends. You're right on, you know, what their, what their, their sport is or, you know, what their goals are. And then of course, like their, their current diet and do they have any restrictions? I mean, you have to take all those into consideration. Everyone is an individual um, and athletes, especially competitive athletes. I think they should be seeing registered dietitians so they can be assessed for their individual needs and, and meeting their individual goals. And we don't actually have good research right now that gives specific guidelines for active activity or athletes. So that's another reason why I think seeing a dietitian, if you are really trying to focus on, you know, being physically active and improving that or optimizing that so that they can look for signs of deficiencies. Cause of course these things can pre present physically, but I mean, if we're just generally speaking, I would say, Calcium can be a common one that people can be more deficient in. I mean, most people know that we need calcium for strong bones. Obviously, that's really important if you're physically active, right? You don't want to, you know, have an accident and then every time get some sort of a fracture, right? Yeah. So it is really important that you're having enough calcium. The calcium is also used for muscle contraction. So obviously, really important if you're constantly flexing those muscles, using those muscles, not to mention that if you're a high intensity athlete, you can actually lose some calcium through your sweat. So you do need to be replacing it on top of, you know, what the RDA would be if you are losing more that way. Vitamin D, I mean, it comes along with that, but vitamin D is a hard one for a lot of people, but athletes are definitely included in that as well. And so a lot of people can be deficient in it. Um, and it also plays a role in bone health, right? It does help with absorption of calcium and we need it for strong immune function. You need that good immunity if you're constantly, you know, putting your body through activity and you need to help with that recovery. But I think iron is probably one of the more common ones, um, especially for female athletes because of the athletic needs, but then also we're taking into consideration menstruation too. So it can be one that more active people are deficient in. And it, it you know, it's important because it's, it's responsible for transporting oxygen through the blood and to the muscles. So it definitely affects the performance magnesium as well. That can be a common one. I mean, magnesium is important for just so many reasons, but it plays an important role in rest and sleep. And so rest and sleep and recovery, it's very important if you're, if you're active, right? You need that time to repair the muscles, make sure that you, that you're recovering from all of your activity, but it's also really important. And I find it a really interesting one because it's important in um, creating a mall, an energy molecule in our body called ATP. And so we need magnesium to create that energy. And, you know, this is important because when you're quite active, your muscles are contracting more often and with more force compared to a sedentary person. And you need the ATP in order to do that. So you do have to keep fueling yourself with it. 
So actually, the more active you are, the more your magnesium needs go up. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I do take my magnesium every night (laughs) to actually sleep. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Like I, I find like I'll take my magnesium and about an hour later, everything feels super relaxed and I'm ready for bed. Yeah. And I know you're, you're a really active person too, Liz. So probably needing more magnesium than what the RDA is recommending. Mm -hmm. So these vitamins and minerals that people like kind of are usually missing, where can active people find these vitamins and minerals from food sources rather than supplementing instead? Yeah. And I love that you went the whole food route, Liz, because I feel like when it comes to physical activity, people are just so quick to jump in on the supplement train. Mm -hmm. And really, there's no reason why we can't get most of our nutrients from food, Um, again, depending on the individual, but definitely let's not discount whole foods, right? They give us so many other benefits as well. But really just from a variety of foods. So what was the, the calcium was the first thing I said. So, you know, calcium, most people know it comes excellent source comes from our dairy products. So things like milk, but if you're someone who doesn't drink milk or you can't tolerate milk, um, you know, it's, it's your choice not to have milk. You can choose, you know, a non-dairy alternative, like soy beverage or, you know, a nut milk or something, just making sure that it is fortified with calcium, or you can choose foods like, um, tofu or leafy greens, almonds. Those are good sources of calcium and then vitamin D. So vitamin D is a bit of a trickier one. So as I mentioned before, this is one that we can make with sun exposure through our skin, but we tend not to be able to do that enough living in Alberta because for one, I mean, it's cold a lot of the time. And so we're covered up. And so we're maybe not exposed enough to the sun or we have sunscreen on, but we're actually not close enough to the sun for about half the year to initiate that reaction. Oh, okay. So then you do have to think more about, okay, well, how am I going to ingest enough vitamin D rather than just relying on the sun? Um, And so you can get it from some foods like fatty fish, salmon, tuna, you can get it from fortified foods. So I don't know if you've ever noticed in the grocery store, they have like fortified orange juice or it can be really hard. It's really hard to get enough vitamin D that way. So that is one that I do recommend most people supplement. Mm -hmm. Iron um, does come from a variety of foods. And so we get it both from animal foods and plant foods. So we have different forms of iron in animals and plants. And so the most absorbable, the most bioavailable form of iron is from, you know, meats like chicken, red meat, but then we also can get it. So if you're someone who chooses not to eat meat, maybe you're vegetarian or vegan or you just don't eat a lot of meat. You can still get it from plant foods as well, like legumes. So like chickpeas, black beans, lentils, and then fortified cereals. That one's not quite as absorbable, but still a source. Magnesium, we can also get from a variety of foods, like nuts are a great source of magnesium. You can get some from bananas, tofu. So really, as long as you're just depending on how much you need to focus on, you know, the specific vitamin or mineral that you're thinking about for your athletic performance or for increasing your physical activity. Most of the time, just making sure that you're eating a wide variety of foods and eating regularly or eating enough over the day to fuel your, your workouts, to fuel your physical activity. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no reason that you can't get these things and still get them from foods that you enjoy eating. Yeah. Not being afraid to eat 
the real food, depending on whatever your fitness goals are, right? Yeah, exactly. And so if you are doing these things, making sure you're eating enough, eating the real food, eating often enough, you will feel better and you will feel better when you exercise. So it does go hand in hand with, you know, if you're someone who's like, oh, exercise, it's just torture. Well, maybe you're not eating enough or maybe you're not eating a variety of foods to get all the nutrients that make physical activity feel good and fun for you. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of touched as well on um, kind of the mixture of calcium and vitamin D, how they kind of help each other absorb. Are there any other vitamins and minerals someone should be taking together to help with that absorption? Yeah, that's a really good question as well. So the, the main other one is um, iron and vitamin C. So, okay. yeah. So because I, I did just briefly mention that there's two different types of iron, the animal based iron is more bioavailable or absor- easily absorbed by us compared to the plant based iron. So if you're someone who doesn't eat a lot of meat or doesn't eat meat at all, um, it's always a good idea to think about pairing that plant food that is your iron source with a food source that's going to give you vitamin C because it can help you absorb more of the iron. So you don't have to try to eat as much or potentially get to a place where you're needing to supplement. So it doesn't have to be that complicated. Actually can look as easy as you're having your cereal for breakfast in the morning. And then maybe you have a little bit of orange juice on the side or some orange slices on the side, or maybe you're having, you know, chickpeas on your salad for lunch Um, maybe you want to throw some tomatoes on that salad. And then in your dressing, you have a little squeeze of lemon juice. Okay. So basically kind of the two that people would want to think about is kind of calcium, vitamin D, and then that iron and vitamin C, and then they're golden. Yes. Awesome. All right. Okay. So one last question, and this is really just kind of for fun. Um, but I wanted to ask you which vitamin or mineral do you find the most fascinating with what it does? Or is that a really hard question because you're a dietitian? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a bit of a food nerd and a bit of a science nerd. So it is kind of a hard question. Like I just remember being in university and if you talk to any dietitian, Liz, we will all tell you that biochem was like this big, scary course. And it was so hard. There's so much detail and it was hell. But at the same time, it was just so interesting to me because I think it was the first time where I really got to see how specifically our body uses different minerals. Mm -hmm. So for example, that energy molecule I was talking about before the ATP, we had to learn all how it's created and all the different channels that, you know, magnesium goes through, calcium goes through phosphorus. And so it was sort of that eye opener of like, wow, the foods that we eat do so many amazing specific things in our body. How did we even figure out that they could do all these things? So it's hard for me to pinpoint just like one vitamin or mineral, but I guess if you had to like twist my arm and I I had to pick one, I might pick vitamin D, which I'm not sure is like, if that's cliche for a dietitian or not, but I just feel like it's, it's that vitamin that when I first started going to school and first started studying nutrition, we had, you know, one main idea of what it did. And since then, we just keep learning more about it. And it's just so fascinating to me that one vitamin, not that long ago, we knew so little about, we just know so much more about it now. Not to mention, like, how cool is it that we can, that's the only one we can make. And there is a process that people can make that vitamin 
with just a little bit of sun, you don't have to ingest it. I just find it so cool. <laughs> it's like our own personal, like houseplant vitamin, because yeah. we, we get it from the sun very much like how plants get their own energy almost. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're all little plants just eating the vitamin D up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, Katie, where can we find the nutrition room online and on social media? Yes, please come check us out. You can find us on our Instagram page, which is the underscore nutrition room, or check out our website, www.thenutritionroom.com. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome. This was great. Thank you so much for joining me, Katie. Thanks so much for having me, Liz. As always, it's so much fun chatting with you. That's our episode. Thanks so much for your time, team. I always appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to like, share, subscribe, and I would truly appreciate a review if you feel so inclined to leave one. Check out what M12 Fitness is all about and what we offer at m12fitness.com. That's m12fitness.com. And find us on Facebook and Instagram at m12fitnessliz. Thanks again so much for being part of the team, and I'll be back with more soon.